0: Popular science is a trendy topic these days. Not least among these subjects is simulation theory. The idea that we are living in a simulation. Is there any real merit behind this theory? What are the consequences if it's true or if it's false? And why are we so obsessed with contemplating the theory in the first place? A tempered tantrum about simulation theorists coming up. Philosophers. Philosophers. All right, David. So you've come with a topic this week. I actually came with a topic this week for once. This might turn into one of the very rare episodes in which I rant for the entire hour. I mean, it's about time you start pulling your weight around here. (laughs) So what have you brought for us this week? So we are going to discuss the simulation hypothesis, the hypothesis that... We are currently living in a computer simulation. Does this have anything to do with the meme that we live in a simulation? I mean, it is the meme that we live in a simulation. Sort of. Just needed to clarify for all of those out there who are more familiar with ideas in the form of memes than in the form of hypotheses. Go on. Moving on. (laughs) Not calling out (laughs) any specific viewers, but you know who you are. So, before I drop into my rant i'm leaning back i'm just ready for you to go <laughs> i was gonna ask how you feel about it first what 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 is your initial take on this topic so i've actually listened to nick bostrom talk about the topic and for those of you who don't know he's the author of the book Superintelligence, where he introduces this idea um now that's not to say that he's credited with being the first person to have this idea um but he actually Puts forth some arguments about this idea, and based on listening to his talk about it, it seems like an interesting idea, if not ultimately meaningless. Um, for the reason that it's not provable; it's it's unfalsifiable. Like he, there's a bunch of evidence he gives to show how it's unfalsifiable, but likely essentially, like that's where you end up. Um, every time he talks about it, is this is probably the truth. But you can't know for sure. Which is great. But that's also kind of how people well, go ahead. I, I I will get into later. It's actually not unfalsifiable. There's just no evidence for it. Fair enough, I suppose, but I'm not skipping ahead since you're sure. the one who proposed this topic. Sure. But that was his claim. Um and I don't know, I think it's an interesting idea, but I've not been super fascinated about it. But then again, I'm also not the kind of person that's obsessed with where i came from and mm. where i'm going to go i i don't necessarily think that what i do and like my purpose in life are somehow determined by those we will things. get into some other reasons some more practical reasons why the answer to the question is important or could be important if true um anyway certainly but i think the vast majority of people when they think when they discuss this topic it's within the framework of those trying to well there's two there's two scenarios in which i've discussed this topic or heard it discussed okay one and they both vary from edgy to mundane um but the first has to deal with people just clamoring for a purpose or a justification for existence and this is right up there with religion as far as yes. like how it's discussed. Um, you know, we all have theories, it seems, about where we've come from, you know. And I mean like where existence comes from and then the end of existence and post-death. Those are all kind of connected because there's like this obsession with defining ourselves in terms of those things and w- like giving meaning to our lives from those things um which i don't particularly care for which i know that's an unpopular opinion which means it's maybe more popular than i think it is um if that has anything to do with it but the other area is people who love to armchair about philosophical topics that they probably have never read anything on and i say that acknowledging that we ourselves are sitting in chairs with arms right now hey i read wikipedia (laughs) well but at least we read the wikipedia on it okay the the type of individual that i i i'm calling them out in my head loves to hear here's another quick anecdote (laughs) this is the person who says Hey, so, uh, did you know that the universe began last Tuesday and that's how they start a conversation? Oh, uh, okay. That's the kind of person, that's the other z- zone in which I've heard this discussed where people love to throw this out there to sound smart. Um, th- and that's totally why they're doing it, yeah. especially because otherwise, why else would you be at the bar at two in the morning right before last call trying to imp- like, you know, impress somebody, you know? because it's totally just because they want to better educate you know the populace and it's there's no alternative well, yeah moment. they're going where the people most need it um apparently <laughs> um so yeah that's that's why i'm i don't know this is a throwaway topic for me and that for that reason <laughs> is i'm over it um so I, i'm more I than too happy am over it but i'm more than happy to sit back and listen to your rant this week because you've <laughs> done me that same kindness many times before <laughs> okay um yes i i too am over it um but for for some reason people like to take this seriously for some of those reasons being the ones you just said I yeah we'll we'll get into that so you you've stolen my first bullet point from me which is that it's equivalent to a god hypothesis you're welcome yeah thanks um so yeah it's it's important to to note upfront if if you think that you're clever For believing that we live in a simulation as an explanation for where the universe came from, you still have all your work ahead of you to explain where that universe came from that's running the simulation. You haven't explained anything, you've just made up something that sounds plausible to you, but creates more questions and has just as much evidence behind it. So what you're saying is you have the equivalent of a seminary degree when you No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're on. just being rude. Now I'm just being rude. I apologize. <laughs> Go on. Um yeah. So you're not clever. Um it's just the god hypothesis. Like you haven't you haven't transcended religion and explained the universe with science. You are doing the same thing. You just think that God is a computer programmer. a deus ex machina if you will almost sort of not what that term (laughs) is used for but a little more with machina um whatever the latin for with is sorry i'm educated yeah Um, i'm educated (laughs) starting to sound like the people that propose this hypothesis (laughs) a lot yes but i am willing to admit this um go on so (laughs) okay so that being said, we'll get into the arguments people give that I have heard to try to justify the simulation hypothesis. Basically, every time I hear this brought up where someone tries to seriously argue the point, they argue it with probability conjecture, conjectures, um, that the, so, so it goes that we live in a universe where it is possible to run simulations. Correct. We do this every day to solve problems. Um, It, we have a desire, or at least some of us have a desire to simulate something like the universe to maybe learn about its history. Like if we, if we can make an accurate enough model of the universe and we see that our simulation plays out like the one we actually live in, then that confirms a lot of our scientific conclusions that we currently have, things like that. So there's reasons that you might want to simulate a universe um so then supposing suppose if we just if we just brush aside the fact that we don't actually understand how consciousness works if if we suppose that consciousness can also emerge in the simulation um then it seems more likely that or rather we we could expect the conscious inhabitants of that universe to also want to run simulations eventually and so do this enough times and you say okay well then there would be more simulated universes than actual ones so as a matter of probability we must be living in a simulation or we it is extremely unlikely that we are in the real universe and not in a simulation sure okay so my objections to this logic begin as follows First of all, it is extremely difficult to create an accurate simulation of the universe because we, if we want to create a truly accurate simulation of the universe, we need to be able to keep track of all the particles in the universe. If we want to create something of a similar scale to our universe, this takes all the resources in the universe to represent. So it's physically impossible to make a truly perfect simulation of our universe. Because we need access to things that we cannot access. Correct. You, you cannot simulate an atom with a single atom, right? Right. It, there's an entropy almost to that. where you, It takes more resources to make the simulation than can be represented by the simulation. Right. And so then some people will try to explain this away and say, okay, well, this is where things like the quantum observer effect come from. It's actually a, an optimization technique where you don't actually need to run rigorous uh, computations on the things that nothing is observing and then just figure out what it's supposed to be when someone looks. Right. Well, and, and another one I've heard for that is uh local cluster, like, like in our universe, we've, we've acknowledged the speed of light and that the universe is mm-hmm. actually getting bigger and that realistically everything outside of our local cluster will never be, you know, reachable anyway. So the universe is actually much bigger than any bit that we'll ever be in beyond. And it's easy to think. That's true. Like we, we can see things right now that we'll never go to. Well, that are constantly escaping from our cosmic horizon that not only we can never go to, but we won't actually be able to observe into the future. Right. Like we'll become causally disconnected. Yes. And, and I've heard that being used as an excuse to say, well, you, in this universe actually amplifies this problem that there is that the universe is actually so much bigger than we can even understand uh maybe not understand but we we can never actually know the true bounds of the universe so creating an accurate simulation of it is impossible that's also true um but i've also heard the arguments being made now this is where people really start to show maybe a lack of understanding of physics as well But they would say that, well, see, we have no good reason to know why the universe is doing this. That's the first assumption being made. And that that's actually a feature in a simulation, whereas in the real universe, that doesn't happen, this expansion. So that... Okay, tell me how you know that. But, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm I'm just (laughs) saying this falls in line with a lot of excuses made. So, So, that being the case. Now, okay, we can... We can make the case that maybe the super universe, the universe above ours, that is the real universe to us, um, is vastly more complex than even our universe. So then it be then it would become feasible for it to run a simulation of this universe, um, okay. Just like we can currently run simulations of much simpler uh, physics systems now, um, where we we intentionally drop a bunch of detail to get a bigger picture or something like that um so that could also be the thing but then then what we have is it we then come up with a uh, a linear correlation between the amount of uh, an inverse linear correlation between the amount of complexity in a universe and the likelihood that it is a simulation the right. more complex the universe is the less likely it is that it's it, that it is simulated The problem here is that we have never seen any other universes so we don't know how complex ours is in relation to any of the other ones so who knows right um but i think another i think another problem that uh, okay let me before i before i move on i I want to establish that as a, a a category of problem with maintaining the the likelihood that we are in a simulated universe that if we're, if we're, if our initial logic is that there are lots and lots of universes within universes being simulated, then we are in some position on a tree of universes. Right. The farther, the farther along the branch we go, the less likely it is that we are there. Um, right. but also it's less likely the farther you'd go up because you're closer to the in in the original scenario it's it's less likely as you go up as well um so that's interesting but the the category of problem is that the it becomes harder and harder to go further down the tree because we're losing detail as we go correct eventually you just you're you're in a universe so simple that simulations are actually impossible right and like the analogy for that is having a computer that is in front of you If you were going to run a virtual machine on that computer, you cannot run a virtual machine equally powerful or greater in power than the physical machine, the physical machine being our representation of the true universe in this case, and the virtual machine being the next level down than having that virtual machine run another virtual machine. You can only, there is always overhead. Yes. You must always reduce the scope of capability of each machine. The more levels Or, or the other, the other way you can get around it. You can, you can run a simulation with full integrity, but it must run much slower. Right. But this defeats the purpose of the simulation. If we have to run a simulation of our universe slower than real time, what are we doing? Right. Well, I mean, like, that we could, happens, we could, though. We could use that. We could use that. I'm saying if we want to like start the universe over from the beginning and see what happens. That's true. We can get information maybe about like really early in the universe, but since it's all based on theory anyway, that's going to be really speculative already. And we don't really even get to see whether our predictions came true until we wait much later anyway. So you start to defeat the purpose of the simulation the slower you have to go. Because we will all die before we see anything interesting out of it. Right. Um, okay. So then this leads into the next problem: the likelihood of long-term maintenance of simulated universes. It costs money, or well, maybe the superuni maybe the un- super universe doesn't have a concept of money. Resources. You must consume resources in order to continue running a simulation. So the farther down we are on the tree the more chances there are that one of the universes above us will unplug the simulation. So the very fact... Each passing moment is further evidence against us actually being in a simulation. Because one of them... It only takes one to pull the plug, any of them above us in the tree, and we're gone. Now, you could make the case that uh, there are, in fact outages of the simulation and we don't know them because nothing is being computed. So as soon as it starts back up, it picks up where it left off and we never notice a break. It's continuous to us. Right. But eventually something is going to completely destroy what is running the simulation. Right. Um, And it won't, it won't come back. So the, 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 the fact that our universe has existed for billions of years you know how how fast does the super universe's simulation have to be running to make this happen reasonably right what what would you say to the argument that the universe the simulation actually hasn't been running for billions of years we just set the initial conditions to yesterday and then started the simulation with everyone pre-programmed with the knowledge from yesterday back just being essentially an initial condition And then rolled forward. Now, I understand that consciousness breaks this because that's. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we can, we, we understand our own. Now, yeah. You get into, you get into messy territory with consciousness and memory trying to prove that, like, this, this, as you mentioned, the last Thursday problem. You can't prove that the whole universe didn't come into existence last Thursday, but we have lived experience of the the continuity of our consciousness over the decades. So we know, we know at least, we, we have a pretty good idea that at least it's been running as long as humanity has been around. Right. Like at at the very least that, but then also you run into the same, like it's the, I'll talk more about this later, but back to the, back to the God hypothesis analogy. If you imagine a, like the, okay, okay. The classical convention or con- concept of God is that he created the universe for us, created the universe and us, and the universe is for us. So if you're very anthropocentric like that, maybe it could happen. But think about why we would run a simulation. Would we run a simulation to create one type of life form and see what they're up to? Well, see, at that point you're reaching the same kind of conjecture that God created the universe for us. Ex- like, well, you can't Exactly. Know. Exactly. Um you know, like you're you're assuming a lot of the creator of the simulation that he cared a lot about or I say he the team probably right. uh cared a lot about a particular type of life form uh being there and seeing what they would do i think that's a lot like why why would scientists in the super universe care what some non-existent life forms do in their simulation they care about the overall picture of the simulation what happens does life emerge that's a question that they would want to answer probably that kind of thing well and and, if you start the simulation last thursday with all the life there you've missed the entire point well and I don't even think that's what a lot of people think of either. A, a lot of the examples I've heard of people saying why these simulations exist is to essentially allow for a individual, because if, the assumption that's made is that if you can simulate the universe and you have that technology, you also probably have the technology to interface a brain with it. That's the assumption that's being mm-hmm. made. So these simulations are not made for scientific purposes. They're made for entertainment or they're made to preoccupy people because it's easier to stick someone... so let me tell you this simulation could be a lot better at that um <laughs> but but that's the thing is that the assumption like the most out there assumption i've heard is that humanity found that it was easier to build human experiences in a machine than to experience them naturally and the assumption there was was made that you could live a whole lifetime in the simulation faster than you could live the lifetime in reality so that's another whole set of assumptions there but it's that like say i'm sure are wasting a lot of computational power with cosmic structures and things like that but go on (laughs) sure um but then, then that's where the argument of oh well that's all just you know pre-rendered whatever. Okay. You don't actually have to calculate because what is the actual effect of one human being on the cosmos, right? Sure. So you don't actually have to build the universe. Uh-huh. You just need to build what they're seeing. You just ray trace their life uh-huh. essentially. Um <laughs> so we're gonna construct this universe for one person. So that they can live a life where they die. This is getting more and more expensive by the second. Of course. <laughs> um, where they can live a life and die in the in the simulation, then come out with the memory of that whole life of, of experience in a much shorter period of time. Uh-huh. And then there's also this woo-woo-y element to it as well that this is a great way to expand a human consciousness beyond what's naturally achievable, which is... You know, if you live one life, you learn all these lessons, right? That's the whole woo-woo thing, uh, is you know. So, but what if you could live many lives? It's essentially the people that believe in reincarnation and the religious institutions uh-huh, built and around then actually that. Actually, doing it with machines, and then actually doing it with machines to try to run away from the problem of, that reincarnation introduces in the first place, and substituting it with the same god problem of uh-huh. the machine. So, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's that's what I hear a lot. Okay. It, um. Another issue I have with the long-term maintenance of simulated universes is that I'm not so. Even though I did open it up with the plausibility of of wanting to simulate uh, the entire universe to to learn things, because of the immense cost of actually doing that, um, I, I'm not convinced that it would be it would be wise to even do that. Like, think about what we run simulations on today. We run simulations on very specific scenarios, very small in scope and we, we run the simulation for as long as it takes to get what we want, and then we turn them off. Um, you know, So maybe it takes a few hours, maybe it takes a few days, maybe it takes weeks if you're doing something really, really complicated. But once you get the information that you want, you turn it off. It's over. Right. Or you We run simulations to solve problems, to predict things without having to put people in danger in the real world. Right. We might run the same simulation by tweaking variables, yeah we could run the same simulation over and over and over with slightly different input conditions right but they're not continuous we're not running universes here no we're running little bits of the universe in a way that works how we think we understand it and seeing what happens and then we bring it to the real world after we think we know what's going to happen right that's absolutely true like i actually have some experience working around these types of simulations and they that's absolutely what they are they 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 make a ton of assumptions as well because you can't simulate everything and you don't need to. Most of the time there's the concept of good enough where eh, for the sake of the simulation, we're going to assume the weather stays roughly the same because I'm not about to try to, this is not a climate simulation. That's not the point of what I'm trying to achieve, but the weather might be a factor. So I'm only going to simulate it to the degree of its impact on the rest of the simulation. Right. So I can run a worst case scenario and say, okay, now I know, quote, what's going to happen in the worst case scenario, run a best case scenario, and then sweep between, and that's as far as I need. I don't, the weather is going to have a 5% total impact on, as compared to all the other values that I care about, right? So I'm not going to dedicate more than 5% of the computing power over the course of the time of the simulation to weather, because who cares? Rain? Rain? You know, raining, you know, oh, we have four inches of rain simulated on this given day. There's no point in me simulating any other number. It, it rained. That's all I care about because that's the extent mm-hmm. to which it impacts the simulation, right? That that, at least in my experience in running simulations where weather actually was a thing we cared about. But not. A, that's not the point, you know. So they're, they're very narrow in scope most of the time. You're trying to solve, like you said, one problem. Other things might come about as a consequence, but they anything that's not the focus is going to, the further removed from the direct focus, the less attention it's going to get in the simulation. Right. Yeah. So we're not trying to simulate full reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's extremely costly to to actually do that. Well, like, like, you know, as I said, you can't simulate the universe because it takes a universe to do that. Right. In fact, you can't even, you can't even accurately simulate the planet on the planet. There's not enough stuff. It would take the entire planet. Right. And more, <laughs> like you can't do it. So yeah, so I, I also just question the the feasibility of doing that. And and again, you know, the super universe may be vastly more complex than ours, but then we get into the loss of detail issue. So anyway, I think I've said enough about why I, I don't think that the the probability conjectures really stand up to scrutiny. Um, I think you have to make some uh, some assumptions about other universes that we've never seen before to basically invent magic to make this simulation feasible, yeah, um so I want to talk a little bit about why why people believe this stuff well I'll get into a little bit more on that at the end, but like what why is it important the answer to this question like like so suppose we do live in a simulation, why would it be unwise of us to ignore it um and so I thought of I thought of two reasons why people, or like things we might try to do if it were true and we knew that we were in a simulation. Um, I think the first thing that that and this is one that I hear people talk about a lot. Escape from the simulation. Sorry, all the memes. I have to stop. <laughs> Go on. Like I'm not going to interrupt beyond that. Sure. Um. You know, people are like, okay, well all right, so we're not in the real universe. Well, I want to live in the real world. So let's get out. Or, you know, maybe life is better in the real world, or I'm going to die in this world. So maybe I can do something else if I can get out. Okay. So I have several problems with this. First of all, the super universe may be physically incompatible with this universe or with, with life as we know it. Um, there would obviously have to be something like life in the super universe for them to make a simulation, but it may operate on different f- physical principles than exist. Like maybe they're simulating universe with different fundamental physical constants. Um, so we can exist here, but we could not physically exist in the super universe. Yeah. It's another universe. We know nothing about it. Well, and not only that, but that's glossing over the, what you're talking about would be just as difficult as me trying to take a file on a computer and somehow make it real <laughs> like like yeah the, and the I mean, translation well, I mean, can, boundary is and you can sort of do that yeah depending on what type of file it is <laughs> right but but like s- we can we can print a document onto paper But that's because the document was specifically designed by people to represent words on a piece of paper written in ink. Right. (laughs) I I guess the point I'm trying to get at is, I think a lot of people imagine, let's take the movie Tron, for example. Because that's kind of a, a cinematic representation of what I think a lot of people imagine living in a simulation would be like, right? okay so have you seen the i have not seen it okay so i'm thinking about the disney uh tron that came out in the mid two two thousand teens is what i'm thinking about okay so um and this happens in the in the film so a real person gets somehow teleported into a computer don't don't ask questions it happened okay magic magic, magic happened yeah and not only that but in this perfect simulation universe which is filled with programs which are anthropomorphic for reasons um the guy who created the simulation discovered life in the simulation don't ask where it came from okay even he said they just kind of happened okay no questions and the film ends spoiler alert but if you haven't seen it already it's not my fault you know now's Um, your chance now's your chance please pause and watch that movie and then come back (laughs) um he takes one of these beings that just kind of appeared in the simulation and then just rips them back to reality again, somehow magic. Yeah. Magic. A, a portal gun opened up and (laughs) rasterized a person into reality Uh that never existed in reality before, you know, reason is not made of real particles. Yeah. Yeah. That is digital, but it is now just real. And, I think that's how a lot of people imagine escaping the simulation would be is that we would go through a teleporter device that would assemble atoms into what we looked like in the universe and then it would just work. Um, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, and you'll get into why that's also a problem. But yeah. Yes. But just just to say, you know, I, this is what people probably are picturing is, oh, there's just a shimmering portal a la stargate or something and you just walk through it and boom you're in the new universe science happened yeah you know call me call me when you pull i don't know minecraft steve into the real world (laughs) through your computer right because he lives in a simulation so it's the same thing um so go on sorry yeah so another problem even supposing the super universe is physically compatible they're make they're doing a simulation of their universe and it's and that simulation is our universe their/our universe yes. at this point yeah um well they are simulating the universe that they live in so right. they are physically compatible okay. And, and okay this is also assuming they actually understand the universe that's another problem with incompatibility is that all yeah. of our simulations are inaccurate because we don't actually know everything So, it's guaranteed that any simulation we're running right now, even if we could run a universe simulator, would not be compatible. So, that's another reason to expect incompatibility. But even supposing they are, I don't know, impossibly magically smart enough to do this, um, replicator tech is harder than simulation tech. What do you mean by replicator tech? The technology required to make a physical replicator, as in I give you a stream which represents a series of atoms and and molecules and such, Mm. to construct it for real, is a lot harder to make than a simulator of that thing. Okay. So, like, we're talking like building is harder than imagining essentially right and by replicator again I'm, I'm likening these things to sci-fi because i yes, feel like that's helps. i do literally mean a sci-fi replicator yes a la star trek earl grey hot and then boom cup of tea just yes. magically appears uh-huh. okay gotcha. yes exactly that that kind of technology is way harder to make than the technology to simulate you so even if we do live in a simulation and the creators find us and want to help us get out they probably don't have the tech to actually do it. And we're making a lot of assumptions on motive that they would want to as well. Yeah. Actually, that's something I didn't even, that's something I didn't even think of that. Do you actually want to go to the quote unquote real world? Because you don't know what the people who made the simulation are up to. What do they want? It might be even worse. Well, and all of these assumptions being made here i'm going to take the assumption that we say we're the real universe right uh-huh you know, so we create a simulation would we be okay with the inhabitants of the simulation knowing they're in a simulation and if we weren't it what could they even do to stop us from just making it to where they didn't know that if you have the power to simulate something you can roll it back you can rewind the time in the simulation and Mm -hmm. just undo like oh this one person just keeps figuring out i'm just going to delete them from the data stream because i'm tired of it and and it's one of those kind of five ever deletes where you can just re-roll the simulation where everyone who figured it's a simulation yeah it is the game it is the step ahead of reality in the game so you and that's what people that's and people use that to say that's why you can never figure it out as well you know yeah so I, i have more on this later yeah go on sorry okay so, another problem, even supposing they solve the replicator problem, so they're, they're simulating a universe, and they can just make anything they want, um, we run into, as we talked about previously in, in previous episodes, the transporter problem. Yeah. It's the transporter problem all over again. Just because they can make a copy of you in the quote-unquote real world, in the super universe, simulated you still exists. Right, and you know we and we can do the same thing as a transporter. we can put you into the super universe and remove you from the current universe, but what that's really doing is just making something that is like you in the super universe and destroying you in the simulated universe, mm-hmm. so you still die right. you've accomplished nothing right, um, so there's that then, the real the real nail in the coffin is that given that we got here with probability conjectures the whole reason we believe that we're believing we're in a simulation is because of probability the super universe is also probably a simulation right all you if you escape the simulation it is you're you're one step closer to being in the real world we don't know which we don't know how many levels deep we are you're one infinitesimally small step away. Oh, oh, oh okay. And if, I, I if, got back where if, I was. The theory so the only o- the only thing you've really gained, assuming that the super universe is a place you even want to live, the only thing you've really gained is that now that now that you're outside the our simulated universe, it is now that much less likely that the universe you live in is going to be disconnected from power and and go away forever. Right. So you've you've slightly mitigated that risk. That's pretty much all you've accomplished, right, okay. The next reason why or the the next goal someone might have if they believe they live in a simulation is uh acquiring divine intervention hmm. where I'm characterizing the people who run the simulation as gods, sure um so you know because we even though the creators of the simulation cannot pull us out of the simulation they can communicate with us because they would be able to measure what it is that we're doing so if they could if they could figure out our languages or other means of communication then they can hear what we have to say uh call them prayers if you will nice. um <laughs> and they having full control over the simulation can give us messages back. They can either put voices in our head to respond or manifest a message we can read or whatever. So there is a, there is a way that you could communicate with the creators. If only they noticed you, which is extremely unlikely given how enormous the universe is, unless you do believe that it's very anthropocentric that it was created for us and everything around us is optimized, but then it's not really a universe simulation anyway. So we get away from the the basis of the hypothesis. Right. Well, and not only just anthropocentric, but like individual, like egocentric almost at that point. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. The creators could listen to more than one person. It, You're right, but okay. Which would you consider to be more likely? that there's an anthropocentric simulation or an egocentric simulation like or is that just a i would think anthropocentric is more likely why um so okay supposing okay because the reason i think that anyone would make an anthropocentric simulation is because they are also humans or something really close to humans so they wanted to simulate the things that humans are up to and see if things turn if see if history plays out the same way mm-hmm. i i think that would be a lot more useful to people in the super universe than focusing on an individual and seeing what their life is like okay i don't know i at this point we're just going to come down to like motivational <laughs> yeah. reasons I, I, which again there's no way to know that and and that's also a, a yeah forthcoming point um so anyway you're you're unlikely to even be noticed by the creators right but then supposing you are noticed by the creators now we run into a couple of conflicts of interest we have to think about uh okay so the first thing which has to do with being noticed as well is that if they are running a full universe simulation then we are probably not the only intelligent races that evolved or that have evolved in the universe. So they might find other races first. And if those other races want things that would like interfere with us, then we end up with conflicting, uh, pleas for divine intervention that, you know maybe maybe we want super awesome physics breaking powers so that we can we can do things and take over the whole galaxy well maybe someone else in the galaxy doesn't really appreciate that um and they want that power and then you know we we create we either create a situation where we we both get the powers and then we fight a war which is probably not what we want um or the people running the simulation say, no, we're not gonna do that because it's gonna create this whole thing in it. And yeah, anyway, so that's one problem. The other problem is the integrity of the simulation. What is the simulation being run for? Presumably because the people who created the simulation wanted to learn something about what would happen in this simulated universe. If they start messing with it because things in the simulation start asking for help, then they defeat their entire purpose because now they're they they've broken the simulation by saying, "Okay, we've made a system that behaves like this except when we interfere and and change the conditions right so that all of that is my overarching argument as to why the simulation hypothesis is unreasonable, especially considering there's no forthcoming evidence about it. It's all just based on probability conjectures. Right. So on to why people might believe in this stuff. <laughs> so I've I've uh I've put for the uh the final bullet point, the the title Faith, Hope, and Pseudoscience People who believe that the universe is simulated are taking it on faith for reasons you said earlier that they 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 either either they're trying to do the same thing that the the god believers uh, are doing, which is trying to answer an unknown by making up an answer, or because they hope for some divine purpose to their life or something like that. Um, but I think a lot of folks who who do it have just bought into the pseudoscience sure of the probability conjecture like it it feels like a clever thing to come up with if if you hadn't ever heard it before yeah it feels clever um i know i thought it was clever the first time i heard it sure um but like most other pseudoscience it falls apart under scrutiny Mm -hmm. just like Um, my essential oils did yeah (laughs) i'm sorry shots have been fired to uh uh essential oils shills. um yeah yes uh see our upcoming episode on multi-level marketing <laughs> hey at least it's in a the shape they can understand a triangle but go on. it's not a triangle it's a pyramid um okay <laughs> i'm yeah okay. <laughs> anyway um yeah do you have any comments i do a few of course you know if anything else just to hear myself talk a little (laughs) bit since i've gone way too long without that um i think this whole premise stems from a bigger tree of humans just not being okay being mediocre For some reason. Like... I don't know if it's about that, because... Hear hear me out. Well... Hear me out. Okay. Okay. So, every person, by the nature of being an individual, finds themselves exceptional. You kind of have to. Because you were the only perspective you've ever had. And that's unique to you. Because it's your perspective. Today on Tautologies with... (laughs) but it's true yes Yes. it's a tautology but it's it's trying to illustrate a point that you cannot help but feel exceptional by the nature of lack of experience this is just that in grandeur you know um if i'm exceptional and i'm a person then man people must be exceptional you know and because we have the ability to reason and we're able to apply reasoning to other things we try to do it to ourselves and the mundane is just not acceptable to the exceptional um and so you have this you know like i i've often like i said at the very beginning i find that people just have the there is a just nihilistic crisis about not being the center of the universe and these terms like meaning and purpose you know always being tied to a higher power or something Mm -hmm. overarching and it convey and it comes through you know in everything that we produce you know uh any story you've ever read watched heard the main character is just so important you know, the hero's journey and all this stuff. And we all resonate with the main character because in our own lives, we are the main character, you know. I'm sitting across from, you know, my sidekick right now, even though I'm sure you would feel the exact same way. But it doesn't matter. I don't have your perspective. I can, because we're both human, I can make some assumptions because I have to, you know, in order to understand other people and for us to cooperate. But that's all conjecture again like i can't have that experience so this along with you know god delusions you know it's a great book by the way um and other grand theories it's all kind of the same thing you know to me um and that's not to say that i i you know, I'm not trying to say that with any level of hubris to say that, well, well you see, I don't care. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> I am wiser, you know. Because even that is just an attempt to be exceptional, you know. Uh, it's an, it's inescapable. Um, the difference, I think, between those and these is that this has just enough pseudoscience behind it that in the modern fancy, as religion fails... religion is not fashionable yeah but science is super fashionable right now yeah so we're just going to see so what if we applied faith to science yes (laughs) boom pseudoscience um because the real stuff is a lot harder and a lot just way too time consuming you know uh, for the for the lay person which includes me by the way i'm not a scientist um so that's that's what i think it is and it's entertaining as well you know to give it discredit I uh, it's fun to think about for at least a couple of minutes yeah eh, your violent your mileage may vary depending on how you know your object prominence. i don't know maybe it's, maybe i'm i'm i i have never really liked this idea why not um well okay so if we go if we go back to the the pure initial emotional response um that that actually triggered even more of a negative nihilistic response than you know than the one people may be trying to uh resolve by believing this mm-hmm. that it's like okay well not only does nothing i do matter but it didn't even happen mm. that kind of thing Now, of course what what does it mean for something to happen but the real questions <laughs> here on philosophy. because what there's does it al- mean for something also, to cause, happen yeah because then of course under scrutiny it's like okay what does it matter whether i live in the real world like i don't care this is my life i'm going to do what i want anyway like things in this world matter to me who cares if it's real it's real to me right i don't know it's so that was my initial emotional response is like why, why are you making me think about this why are you making me consider that nothing i care about actually exists fair enough you know um i don't know it's have you ever read don quixote maybe once upon a time once upon a time so you're familiar with the premise of the of the book Go ahead and remind me and our listeners. Okay, I'm going to butcher this, by the way, so anyone who's got a lit degree in flipping hamburgers can go ahead and shut up about it. Um, sorry, I, it's been a long week. I don't care right now. Um, you, can, you can yell at me in the comments and improve my analytics. Appreciate it. Um, in a nutshell, the author of the book is writing about an author who's writing another book, right? So there's a meta-narrative and then there's the true narrative. And the punchline of the whole thing that is why people even bother to bring it up these days, because this was not the first time that was done, you know, uh, to have an author writing about an author. Actually happens a lot because authors tend to be egocentric. Um, But what was interesting is about how the story just ends abruptly without a conclusion. That was kind of interesting. But the reason that was given as to why the story just ends abruptly is because the author just didn't have anything else to write. Not the, you know, real universe author, or maybe he did, but the author in the novel just ran out of he just couldn't think of an ending so it just stops you know and then and that was supposed to be some huge commentary about life and it's, it's almost like a very very early precursor to i think very similar logical thought patterns that kind of end here hmm. you know we ourselves are both the characters and the authors of our own stories right like that's the allegory being made here and this plays just uniquely nice into that kind of thinking in a fun quirky subversive kind of way whereas maybe you're not the author because there's another author out there but you know like in a different universe and all this stuff and, that, and that's why you know when you're talking about you're, you're approaching the simulations from the felt people would be running the simulations for you know good reasons but you know all of the examples i've heard are terrible reasons to run a simulation but weirdly, that's kind of telling that if people are so fascinated with being in a universe with crappy simulations, maybe people would run simulations that were also equally crappy. Like, you know what I mean? But then again, you're just kind but of. But again, for how long? How long till you get bored? Sure, and because and like, I've I've had ideas of like, okay, so we, we have some we have a little bit of time to kill here at the end. Absolutely. Um. So. For uh, uh, Are you familiar with Conway's Game of Life? I am. I'm actually freshly familiar. Okay. Okay. For those of you who don't know, uh, who are listening, Conway's Game of Life, you, you can go look it up to get all the exact rules. There's a computer file primer on it as well. That, that's I, I watched it recently, so it's obviously new. I think it's probably an old episode of Computer probably, File. Probably, but it's an excellent primer on the subject. Um, anyway... Uh so this guy, what was his first name? John John Conway? I think so. My computer went to sleep, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Irrelevant. Jim Bob Conway. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dead now, so he can't get mad at me. Um rest in peace. Uh <laughs> I feel the need to say that for some reason. Deallocate in peace, but go yeah, on. <laughs> okay, I'm stalling. Um Life, the game, is uh, is played on a two-dimensional grid right uh this is one of those fun computer science type things like uh okay well now i'm going to talk about turing machines that have an infinite tape so it's like the turing machine that has an infinite tape you can go look up turing machines if you want i'm not going to explain those we're nesting yes we are so pop back to conway's game of life you're supposed to imagine it in an infinite plane of little uh cells in the grid And then there's rules that determine whether these cells are empty or filled. Right. Um, Based on, like, so any individual cell that is empty or is filled will change states based on what is around it. Right. So what you would do is you would start at a given cell. Granted, this usually happens starting at the very most top left cell and propagating down to the bottom most right cell. But remember, this is infinitely in every direction, so it's not yeah, actually it's how It's infinitely works. in every direction, and the it doesn't matter if you compute it one cell at a time, right. the whole thing changes state instantaneously. Right. Conceptually, anyway. Conceptually, right. So if you are take any given cell and it's like, okay, is this cell populated or not? You would look at all neighboring cells. And there's rules that would say, well... If Depending on how many of them are filled in... Is this one filled in or not? Yeah. In a so nutshell. That's it. Yeah. So go look up the specific rules if you're curious about it. It's actually really cool, the kind of things that people build in Conway's life. Um, but, so, I, out of pure curiosity, have considered what it would take to build myself a supercomputer to run an enormous game of Conway's life. Um, like, million by a million grid... Conway's life and run it for several million iterations and see if anything interesting comes out of it. Um, Like just start it in a random state and see what happens. Right. So yes, I can see people getting bored and making universe simulations because that's essentially what that is. It's a universe simulation of a very simple universe. I can see people doing that, but eventually even I would become bored with my enormous Conway's life game and go sell my hardware. Fair enough. Okay, but this is what I was thinking. There, the, here are the two scenarios. Because okay, the prerequisite you're obviously having to meet here is I'm looking for enough quote hardware slash software whatever just both, um, to simulate reality as we know it, right? Or close enough. That's the th- that's the that's the key. Is it can it fool me? Mm-hmm. Can it fool me into thinking it's real? Uh, if I slapped on a VR headset. Um, could it fool me? You know. Which, surprisingly enough, you can make some shoddy things that fool a human being. It is not that hard to fool it somebody. It is not. Yeah. Um, so, you, you, if you have that hardware, say we have this hardware that exists. And, additionally, this hardware is cheap enough to reach a well-off person who's not a scientist, right? So, um, we're... Here i'm adding to this list of assumptions um but say it's it say it's Im- ubiquitous to the ten thousand dollar gaming computers of today right it's not everyone reachable but to a select few non-scientists it's it's acquirable or you could pay to rent one for a period of time okay which you know if you have the technology to do it for a scientist give it about 10 years and someone will find a way to make money on it Mm. um and so i think if you're looking at sheer number right like look at the real life right now um i'm gonna pick on the game sims because this is actually a simulation game yes that's the whole point of it right it's in the name specifically sim city right okay so sim city which simulates an entire city can you believe it um (laughs) i'm sorry right on your computer right on your computer uh was actually built based on real civic simulators that were ran back in the 60s um on the same principles so and the first SimCity came out in the 90s so there's a 30-year delay between there are maybe in the hundreds of simulations being ran for you know meaningful stuff like where do we need to put you know, when do we need to build another garbage collection unit and where to I'm just going to see how many apartment blocks I can slam in, you know, for reasons and for entertainment ultimately, right? Um, but once you know that 30 year gap was gone, the number of simulations that were created exponentially increased because now they're being slammed into the hands of your everyday person who's doing it for a different reason, who has all the ample time in the world to make a useless simulation as far as practical benefits concerned but i mean entertainment is great so if you had the technology to simulate a corner of the universe or less than point zero 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 one percent of the universe sufficient enough to fool a human being but also complex enough that the you could actually develop as a consequence consciousness in this universe that's a that's a rhyme not really but um <laughs> You would have enough of the the likelihood of you being in a meaningful simulation that's being used for like scientific reasons and not someone's power fantasy. To me, gets a lot like less likely because assuming you know all of the simulations that would ever exist. So let's go all the way back up to the super universe that the you know the actual the real the, one the universe yeah. the universe. So if if we're not in that universe, we're in a simulated one. Our simulation could have occurred any time that they've had that ability Mm because it doesn't matter right once they have the ability to make a complex enough all the other things aside simulation it is less likely that we're the first simulation than we are somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. right and somewhere in the middle of the total number of simulations that have ever been created are not in that first 1% of simulations that were done for meaningful reasons. It's in the big ocean of someone just said effort and made a simulation for a reason to me. Like that is why I imagine that if we if we are in a simulated universe, it is way more likely that we're in a effort simulation than a meaningful one or one that's for the sake yeah, of their Yeah, but then I like I wonder why we don't see any apparent interference in the universe like nothing weird happens everything is very predictable but then again how do you know if you have no understanding of the original universe that this isn't super weird fair there you go that's that's what i'm saying like and maybe we are a side look at this silly thing i'm doing not interfering anyway go on (laughs) well not only that but look at this silly thing i'm doing can you believe that uh the sky is blue lull but to everyone in the simulation it's not weird (laughs) i actually reduced the number of chromosomes to 23 pairs in my simulation but to us whatever you know Uh, and that's the point i'm trying to get at is if you want to step into the world of this might be a simulation you're woefully unprepared to even begin to even understand what and and that's me included you know what i mean there and i understand just because something's you know improbable doesn't mean it's impossible but you're the one who brought statistics into it if you're telling me that it's likely that we're in a universe so you can't choose to stop mm-hmm. saying, well, it's the most likely that we're with, you know, you can't just stop. You don't it. know what's likely. Yeah. yeah. That, that You don't what, know what's like, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, um, you can't handle what's likely. <laughs> <laughs> but you see my point, like I'm yeah. trying to get at is that's why I think it's a gigantic waste of time because most people, when they come well, at, yeah, yeah. When it, when it boils down, we've never seen another universe. So, who cares? Who cares? Stop wasting your life, even if it is a simulation, <laughs> and make it as your simulated as you life can. matters to somebody. Simulated lives matter. That's my new that's my new hashtag. Um All right, I think we've kicked the horse enough. Yes, we have. It is it is done winning. So but yeah, it, interesting food for thought though, anyway, I guess, you know. This the topic has done, I guess, its job for the sake of this episode is being purely entertainment as it usually is when it's brought up in discussion so um but yeah philosophers philosophers if you like the music in this episode please check out jippy on bandcamp at jippy.bandcamp.com philosophers is supported by viewers like you If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a topic you'd like to see revisited in the future, please let us know by contacting us using the methods in the description or in the comments below. Thank you for listening.